So, so much expectation. In the morning, Emma came and talked to me and said, hey, make sure you have a joke. And she reminded me in the evening that make sure you have a good joke. And pastor reminded, make sure you have a good message. Praise God. So let's talk with the joke first. A Christian guy named Bill saw an ad online for a Christian horse. So he went to check it out. The horse owner said, it is easy to ride him. Just say, praise the Lord to, to make him go and amen to make him stop. Bill got on the horse and said, praise the Lord. Sure enough, the horse started to walk. Praise the Lord, he said again, and the horse began to trot. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, he yelled, and the horse broke into gallop. Bill was enjoying his ride so much that he almost didn't notice the cliff. He and the horse were about to go over. Bill shouted, Amen, at the top of his lung, and the horse stopped right at the edge of the cliff. Relief, Bill said, Phew. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Emma, I hope it was good. Turn your Bible to Exodus 4. Exodus 4. And we're going to talk about the, uh, the message this evening is stop arguing with God. You may say, wow, who argues with God? No one argues with God. Well, we'll soon find out that do we argue with God or not. In Exodus 4, as you knew, uh, just to give you the uh, background of this story, and as all you know, uh, in Exodus 3, where uh, uh, Lord talks to uh, Moses from the burning bushes, and he asks him uh, that he wants to use him to talk to Pharaoh and the children of the Israel, and and here, here Exodus 4, 1, uh, Moses comes and he says to the Lord, Exodus 4, 1, he says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord had not appeared unto thee. So as Lord has given him a commission, has given him a, a, one job to do, and here comes the Moses give, coming with all the reason that why he think he should not be doing it. Why he think he is not capable of doing it. And as he say, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice for they will say the Lord had not appeared unto me. When I was reading this chapter, I was just thinking, so Lord has selected Moses and given him a, a, a job to do to talk to him. To talk to the Israelite as well as to talk to the uh, to the Pharaoh, and we also had a commission in Mark 13:10, and we, we have been asked, and the gospel must be first be published among all the nation. So that's a command which Lord has given to us, and it's always our excuse, like the way the Moses said, they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice. It's always our excuse whenever. A church or a pastor asked to, hey, come, let's go for the visitation. Let's go to share the track. Let's go for a soul winning. Let's go for the door knocking. Most of the people, well, I see, is like, I don't think so that will work. I don't think that things are in work nowadays. Majorly, what is that is our disbelief 
that the gospel can save someone. Now, it is not like you have to say that. Or it's not like from your mouth you will say, no, I don't believe. When we don't show up for the great commission which Lord has promised, it automatically tells us that I don't believe in that. Right? It's not like you have to tell that I don't believe in soul winning. And here you see the Moses using the same excuses that man is using things long from the beginning. I don't think so it will work. See, I'll give one perfect example. When you ask your child to do some work, now we being a father, we, we, we know everything that how it works and out of that we need some help and we ask him, hey, can you do that? Now the child don't understand everything. So what he will do? Dad, I don't think so it will work. What do we say? Do what I told to you. Do what I told to you. Don't argue with me. I said you do that job, you just do it. Because the father knows how the things work. Our or the child job is to go and do what the father says. The same way our job is not to show the disbelief but just to carry on the mission, the great commission of publishing the gospel to this community. We need to believe that the gospel, when he, someone received it, when he sees it, what happens, it, it can change his life. So the first point, if you see, the same thing Moses did, will not believe me. And same thing we always do. Always understand, very important. The lost Aaron commanded to go to the church building. Rather, the church is commanded to leave the building and go to the lost. That is what Lord has told us. Right? So, our belief has to be very strong that yes, when I go out and share the gospel, when I pray, and, if it, and then we pray about it, right? That Lord... I pray that this gospel should receive in the hand of some person who is seeking you. Use this track that someone can get saved. That's our belief. And then when, when Moses has said that, I don't think so, they will believe me. And in Exodus 4, 2, and the Lord said unto him, What is thine in thine hand, that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the, on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. So what he, as you know the story, Lord is trying to show him some miracle, and telling him, hey, you do that, these people will believe. Now, wow, yeah, I also need this miracle, right? I also, in my mind, or the people may think that, yeah, see, God has given him some miracle. Okay, there is the question. First question, are we saved or not? Why did I ask that question? Because that is the biggest miracle you and me have in our life. Now we don't require a rod to be changed into a snake. We don't require that how, our, how uh, as you see the miracle, right? Lord showed him three miracles. That put your hand inside your bosom and it will turn into a, uh, 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 what is that, uh, uh, turning the leprous as the snow. 
or uh, and again one more milaker turning water into the blood see we don't require that because we have the biggest miracle on this earth that can ever be happen the miracle of born again the miracle of the salvation that in Luke 15 10 is said likewise I say unto you there is a joy in the presence of the angel of God over one sinner that repented that big that miracle you and me have in my life moreover we are in the dispensation of the grace where we walk by faith everyone who has to come to the Lord has to come by faith we no longer needed that miracle we have the biggest miracle in our life we are born again Christian and I don't need any miracle apart from that that is enough for me to share the gospel to the people do you believe it or not that you have the biggest miracle in your life we don't require any miracle now. The day I got saved, the day you guys got saved, right? We saw that miracle in our life. We rejoice, hey, I got saved. And that's what only we need. My friend, we have more than anything even the Jews or the Israelite or the Moses had. We had the biggest miracle in our life. And as you see, moreover, Exodus 4, 5, I'll read it for you. That they may believe that the Lord God of their father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob had appeared unto thee. So he's telling him that, hey, tell them that this appeared unto you the God of their father the God of Abraham the God of Isaac the God of Jacob hey that's the same God who saved you and me the same God we have a miracle we met the same God the God is real to us now we have everything right when I go and tell and preach to my people what do I say hey I met him I know him he talked to me, he walked to me, he reeled to me. Right? Do you believe it or not? Or do we need the miracle? Hey, what did Lord say? When the Holy Spirit up, come upon you, go witness. Why? Because you get that power. He becomes real to you. When I was not born again, when I was a natural person, I did not have any power. I did not have any desire. I did not have any burden for dying soul because even I was not eligible. Why? Because this miracle did not happen to me. Because I was not born again. The Lord was not real to me. Now all this thing happened to me. What did my first thing is? Hey, I got it. I know the Lord now. I want to go and tell my people that hey, you need to be in relation with Lord. You need to be born again. I saw the miracle that Jesus appeared to me. He saved me. I accepted him by faith. And I'm born again. And what did Moses answer? Exodus 4.10 he said. And Moses said unto the Lord. Oh my Lord. I am not eloquent. Neither here therefore. Nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am as a slow, I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. 
So here is Lord explaining him, hey, Moses, I want to use you. Here Moses come arguing with Lord, telling all the reasons that why he is not capable of doing it and he should not be doing it. He used the word, I am not eloquent. I was searching of this word in Hebrews, and Hebrews it means I-ish, I-Y-S-H. You know what he's trying to tell him? I am not, the meaning of that word is man, husband, human being, servant, mankind, champion, great man. He's trying to tell Lord that I am not any of these. One more meaning to that is, I do not have the speech to say, I do not have that utterance, the word is dabar, D-A-B-A-R. I do not have that business, I am not have that occupation, act, matter, case, something that manner. Or, or in other words, he's tell, telling, I'm a non-masculine to do this job. See, when Lord appeared to you, when I got saved, Lord did not check that how good Nitin is. He did not check how wealthy I am. He did not check what job I am holding, what finance am I having. He said, come as you are. I went to him and same with you. If you are born again, he said, come as you are. And I will give you the power. I will give you the utterance. I will show you the way. See, when we are not faithful to the church, when we are not faithful to coming into the church, we are not faithful even to carry the great commission of the Lord. Now you may ask, what is the difference between serving the Lord and coming to the church? If we are not loyal to the church, then we are not loyal to Jesus Christ also. The Jesus Christ purchased this church by his own blood. He died on the cross for us. And that's where the church is found. Right? What is the church? It is a visible assembly of saved, baptized, and obedient disciples of Christ. Assembling to worship, pray, give, preach, teach, fellowship, disciple. And seek to carry out the great commission of Jesus Christ. That's the church. So if you are not loyal to the church, we cannot say, hey, you know what? I'm a very good Christian, but I don't go to the church. I'm a very good Christian, I pray, I read my Bible, but I only come to Sunday morning. You cannot be loyal to Christ unless you are loyal to his church. Loyal to his church. See, our job is to make ourselves available, right? Make ourselves available. Our job, our business, our families, our problem, our thing should not come in between because Lord never checked that, hey, he has so many things going on, so he cannot be saved, right? But once we get saved, we tell him all this reason that why we cannot serve him. Exodus 14, 4, 11, he says, And the Lord said unto him, Who had made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or seeing as the blind? Have not I the Lord? So Lord is answering him for his disbelief while he was arguing that why he cannot be used for the great commission of the Lord. 
and here is Moses telling the reason and Lord answered him, who admins man's mouth or who maketh the dumb or deaf or seeing or the blind have not I the Lord. See, when we tell Lord the reason, the same question he asked, have not I the Lord, the Lord of your own life. The Lord word here, in Hebrew it's called word Adon, A-D-O-N, is one who has the authority over another, or it's usually a translated a Lord and used in the Bible, right, is Lord the master of your own life is he lord of you of your life see what i understood and what i learned from here is when i was understanding the bible see based on our age and based on our capability lord is not asking us hey you know what you are in 70s let me send you to china and be your missionary no lord knows your capability Lord knows what you can do. Our job is to make ourselves available. You know, when we are, when I understand many people may not be physically fit, right? You know what we, what we need in the morning, what we heard? The prayer. Check the schedule with pastor that what time you guys are going for the soul winning or the door knocking at that time may I may not able to come, but you know what? I'll be praying for you. Do you believe it or not? See, everyone can serve. It is our desire, our will first. Though Moses was giving all this reason, but above all, if you see the desire, the will was not there. When the Lord himself talking to him, it should have been, wow, the Lord, the creator, and nothing is impossible for him. Now Moses may not have that complete word of God, but we do have that nothing impossible for him. Our job is to make ourselves available and let the Lord decide how he can use us. But if you are not available itself, how can someone use you? How can someone use us? See, I'll tell you one question. We have one question, this is wonderful, and this always happens to me, and I do not brag about it, but I think that is a minimum standard that every Christian should have, and I believe with all my heart. We are a Christian, we got saved, and now we are in this world, right? Now being in this world, we work, or we stay between the unsaved people, we are the only one which we have the hope. We are the only one who knows the truth. We are the only one who had that miracle. We are the only one to whom Lord had appeared. We are the only one who knows what is the way, the truth and the life. We can only point to people, to Jesus. Now the question is, while we on this earth, and it happens very normal, right? Many people come to us, talk to us, through many communications are there. When someone talks to you five, ten minutes, when that person who is unsaved and you know, because if you are a Christian, you should be discerning Christian. You should know what he, what he needed. The question is, when the person talks to you five to ten minutes, and if you have the conversation, at least do you have the desire in your heart where he says, 
man, this guy need to get saved. I'm not asking you that did you give the gospel to him? Did you talk about after that conversion? Did you give a track to him? I'm just asking here when that conversation is over, that guy came and met you and he left. After he lived also, do we have that desire, man, I need, I need to tell him the gospel. This guy need to get saved. I believe with all my heart. That's the minimum standard every Christian should have. Because we are the only hope. You know what is the maximum standard? Or what is the max you can, you can go? You surrender yourself to the Lord and see what Lord does with your life. Right? As D.L. Moody says, the world has yet seen what God will do with a man fully consecrated to him. If we do not have that minimum standard, let's get right with God. There is something that is missing in our life. That if we do not feel that we had so much conversation with someone and it never came in my mind that, hey, he has a soul also that needs to get saved, there is a problem. There is a problem that needs to be corrected. We need to get in line with God. We need to check ourselves that what is happening with me. Someone saw in you a dying soul and he shared the gospel with you and you got saved, the same desire you should have in with every man till you die to share the gospel that can save the soul. I like that uh, peanut cartoon. I, I, I like it. I watch it uh, for 10 minutes once a year. That much how I like it. <laughs> but, but, there, is, there was one incident, and Linus asked Lucy, Lucy, tell me a story. Lucy said, I don't have a story. As you know, that character always arrogant, frustrated. And Linus says, tell me the story. I need to understand. I need to know some story. Lucy said, I don't have the story. Then Linus continued, and Lucy said, okay, I'm going to tell you one story. He said, yeah, go ahead. A man is born, lived, and died. Linus says, is that done? I say, yeah. Lucy says, the story is done. A man lived and died. It's such a boring story, he said. My friend, is that our story also? A man born, lived, and died. I don't want that to be my story. I want a man lived, born again, serve the Lord, surrender himself to the Lord, and died. I want when I die, people to say about me that a man came on this earth, Lord saved him, he surrendered himself to the Lord, Lord used him mightily, he served the Lord and he died. I hope that is your story also. I hope that message is encouraging for you. I hope we don't argue with the Lord. I hope we make ourselves available to the Lord that Lord can use us mightily. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful Lord we serve. Amen. I think everything in our Christian life comes down to surrender. 
Because you'll do whatever God wants you to do if you're willing to surrender. And you'll be able to use, God will be able to use you in, a, in, in whatever way he wants to use you if you're willing to surrender. And that's what most Christians are not willing to do. Because it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, and, and most of the time when things are hard, we don't like it, we don't do it. We, we've gotten so comfortable in America that uh, surrender is a very, very hard thing for us to do. Uh, because you don't, you, don't, you don't like it, you don't want to surrender, I'll go find a place that somebody says it's okay. I'll, you know, I'll, just, I'll go to a, a larger place where I can fit in easier. Or I'll go to some place that's not putting emphasis on soul winning. Or I'll go to some place that's not putting emphasis on holiness. Or whatever it happens to be. And that surrender is a hard thing for us to do as Christians. And honestly, I'm not trying to preach the message again, but that's why Paul said, and, and Paul is one of, the, you know, one of the greatest Christians that ever lived, just by his writing and everything else that we know about the Apostle Paul. And what did he say? I die daily. That's a daily surrender. Because you surrender once and, all right, I got it. I gave my life to Christ. And what we like to do is, oh, I gave that to you, but oh, let me have that back. <laughs> let me take it for a little bit longer. All right, oh, all right I surrender to you. Yeah, let me have that back. All right? And Paul said, I died daily. Because we have to constantly and consistently surrender to him or we'll never have a life that God can use. And uh, what a reminder. We come up with excuses all the time. Well, I can't do that because. Well, I, I do this because. Whatever it happens to be, we, we come up with excuses for everything we do in our lives or everything we don't do in our lives when it's not something that, that falls in line with what God wants us to do. And, uh, well, I would never argue with God, but we do it. We do it. Same way that Moses did it, right? God, God, I, I'm gonna, uh, God wants to use me, but I can't do that. I can't do that. God can't use me in that way. Moses did it, and then when Moses finally surrendered, look what God did. Right? God used Moses in a way that he had, to, he had to hide his body from his burial place because it would be a shrine where people worshiped Moses over a person that said God could never use him until he finally surrendered. And then God did use him. And what a great thing that is. Let's go ahead and stand at our seats with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. We'll pray, and then we'll have a time of invitation. Father, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. What a reminder tonight that each one of us needs to die daily to ourselves, that we need to surrender daily to your will for our lives, that we need to surrender daily to whatever it is that you want us to do. And above all, God, I pray that we'd be able to surrender ourselves so that you can use us to, to reach this lost world for you. I think if we have, if there, if there is anything that we revolve around here in this church, it's, it's holiness and witnessing. And if we can do those two things, then I believe that you'll be pleased with every single one of us. And when we're holy, we'll witness. When we witness, it leads to holiness. It leads to us wanting to be right so that we can be used. And God, I pray that you give every one of us that desire to just surrender to you. Give us that desire to just share the message of the gospel. Give us a desire to just be right so we can be used. And God, I pray that you take this small little church full of people. Help us to surrender to you in a way that a church has never done that before. And that you'd be able to use us in a great and mighty way. Thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen.